Hi, this is Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, coming here with another podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks for being here. We certainly appreciate you uh, supporting the show. Be sure to refer it to your family and friends, all that sort of good stuff. Get them involved in the show. You can find the show anywhere on the interwebs. Uh, it's pretty amazing how that technology works. You got iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, there's a luminous, uh, luminescence or something, uh, a podcast thing that's out there that's kind of popular and it's got a lot of big podcasters on it. We are on there. So you can find us syndicated all around the world on any different podcast app. Be sure to check us out, download us on your favorite app and all that good stuff. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, we've got a really cool guest on the show. He's not only an author of an extraordinary book, he is also the co-founder or the founder, I should say, of plantable.io. Uh, and, uh, and he is the co-founder. So I had that right. I'm reading his bio right now. He, uh, plantable. .io is the command center of social media collaboration for marketing teams, digital agencies, and freelancers to collaborate with their teammates and clients on content calendars uh, in the most visual way. Uh, Planable is used by more than 5,000 brands worldwide, including Mini, BMW, Volkswagen, SkyTeam, Wendy's, and many others. This is the reason you have great burgers at Mindy's, uh, Wendy's, evidently. <laughs> Vlad founded two nonprofits at the age of 16. Look at this guy. Uh, then he dropped out of college, moved to another country with two friends. He built Planable at 19 years old, and he became an honoree in Forbes 30, under 30 at 22 years old. Wow, that's awesome. And he's been featured as a guest writer and marketer on multiple publications, including Social Media Examiner. Uh, we know uh, what's his face over there. Uh, Entrepreneur, We RSM, Fresh Desk, Subsign, Digital Agency Network, and many others. Welcome to the show, Vlad. How you doing, buddy? Good, right, good. I, Thank you. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks, man. You're coming all the way from Romania. Romania. Yeah, that's correct. Eastern Europe. I love this place. Nice, nice. It's beautiful over there too. I need to get over there and take some photographs because you have some really old architecture and and beautiful buildings and things like that, and and probably some really great culture and food because that's usually what I come for is the food. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Especially the place is now really green. Uh, especially if you go to to the woods and to the mountains uh, in this part of the season, it's really, really beautiful. I don't know how I'd feel about going to a country that has Dracula if I was staying at night in the woods, but I don't know. That's just me. It depends. You can take a chance. You can you can see what the risks are. So yeah, but it's a beautiful it's a beautiful country, and and from everything I see, I'm sure the food's good. I'm sure it's safe. I'm yeah. I haven't heard anybody you know, but maybe there's a reason you don't hear about anybody. Never mind. I'm just kidding. I'm doing maybe, my best. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we want to talk about two things. You've launched two different products on product hunt and you've done very well my good friend robert scoble in fact recommend your book i think you contributed you said uh you have a book called marketing teams of the future is there dot com people can go look that up and order that yeah so uh it's the easiest way to to find the link is to find it through my linkedin page it's vlad kalas on uh, on linkedin or mm -hmm. it's planable.io slash book marketing teams of the future and i'm sure they can get it on amazon is it on amazon Unfortunately not. It's uh, we launched it as a free book uh, so far, uh, okay. but we really plan to, to to get it on the Amazon by the end of the year because we want to print it, printed versions of it. Nice. Well, there you go, folks. It's free, so definitely hunt that baby down and get it. Uh, were there a lot of contributors to the book? Yeah, there are more than twenty contributors from uh, for, for the book from several companies, including G Two Crowd, 
uh, and many more people with really, really solid marketing experience, people that are managing multiple marketing, especially content marketing teams, that they spoke with them to find out more about their process, their collaboration tools, workflows, frameworks, and anything in order to understand how to become a better marketing team. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. So you love marketing. You're a young marketer. You're kicking butt. I started my first company when I was 18. So you've, you sounds like you've got the entrepreneurial drug in you and uh, good luck. Cause, uh, once you get that drug in you for being an entrepreneur, uh, you're going to spend your whole life just if you're not working for yourself or running the show, you're going to be very unhappy. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I see myself building companies in the future and trying to build awesome stuff for, for great people. What, what drove you to that was, uh, just, just give us a little background on yourself. If you don't mind, what, what drove you to want to start your own company at 16? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say that it's curiosity, uh, because at the age of 16, I started participating in multiple, uh, personal development projects, uh, made for my communities like public speaking or project management and things like that. They were super, super small projects, uh, but I was, I was just trying to find something outside of school, trying to, to do some, some different stuff and get less free time and more quality time. Um, but then at one point after a couple of projects, I just started to be, um, to be bored from these projects. I felt like I'm not learning anything new. So I just started some personal projects and some personal NGOs in order to, solve my own questions and my own problems that I had. And the first NGO was, it was a media company. Uh, I mean, it was not a company, it was a media NGO. We built a newspaper for pupils created by pupils. So we were writing articles for um, about schools and everything related to pupils for youngsters up to 18 years old. Uh, and it was a super amazing experience because I started to work as a journalist also at the age of 17. And then I just started working. I, I just started another uh, NGO. It was called Academy of Manliness. Uh, and we were building, it was a community project for men, from, for boys between 16 and 19 years old to learn more about the manly manners and ethics and anything else related to becoming a better man. Uh, it was a super awesome experience. Uh, we did a couple of edit editions of this project, um, and then I learned a lot. But then a couple of months later, after that, I just started going to college, and I ended up at a small startup competition called Startup Week in Moldova. And it turns out that I met a couple of my co-founders at the event right there that were pitching uh, another project, uh, and I became part of the team. And in just a couple of months, we started building Planable because we really connected as a team. We connected as everything that we do and all the everything related to, to us. And we said, okay, let's just do it. Let's work more on Planable and see where this goes. And here we are right now. That's awesome, Sauce, dude. You know, curiosity and... Uh doing projects and stuff like that is one of the key hallmarks I think to an entrepreneur. You've got to be curious not only uh, to start new businesses, to want to start new businesses, but also to when you get your business going. I mean, I used to walk around my company going, uh, how can we do things better? My one rule that I always had in business uh, was there's always a way to improve everything. I mean, whether it's a stupid 
a paperclip or whatever your business is. There's always a way to do things better. And of course, when you start a business, uh, you've got to constantly have that attitude and you've got to be curious about why you do things the way you do. And I used to ask my staff, I'm like, why do we do it this way? And they're like, cause you came up with the idea and innovated it and that's the way you did it. And I'm like, but why does this still make sense doing this two years later or a year later? And uh, they're like, well, yeah. And and then I would look into the forward and I'm like, well, we're bleeding out here a little bit. So we've got to get curious as to how we can make this better, how we can improve it. How, how can we make it more efficient and more profitable? Because, you know, sometimes you create something and it goes down the lines. So let's talk more about Planable. Um, who's mostly the customers that would, would be in, in the group of people that Planable is targeting? Planable.io, I should say. So typically our customer is a social media agency uh, working with, from a small to medium agency, working with uh, the clients on building social media campaigns for them, especially creating content, uh, no matter for, for Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And then also social media freelancers, people that are managing from one to 10 to two or maybe even 10 clients on social media, and also in-house marketing teams. Uh, marketing teams at several brands like Spotify, for example, or uh, Dormify or uh, Airbnb that are creating social media content for their brands. And we want to make sure that everyone is on the same page and we want to improve their content collaboration processes. And you guys have some wonderful clients here looking at the website at Planable.io, Planable.io, I should say, Wild Turkey, Sky Team, uh, Volkswagen, BMW, Virgin Mobile, uh, Mini, Taylor and Hart, Costa Coffee. If I had Wild Turkey as a client, though, I'd be uh, taking that in trade. I'm just. <laughs> and but it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Send me the bourbon. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, Planable is your centralized hub for ideas, content, and feedback. Uh, what platforms does it work on? So, it works for Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram at the moment. Okay. And uh, so what I can do is I can use your guys' platform to publish there and social media teams can take and collaborate, work together and be able to push that content out to those different platforms in a meaningful way, whether it's pictures, video, all that sort of good stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So imagine like a visual Google Docs created for social media mm-hmm. because all of us work before Planable, all of us worked in digital agencies before, and we personally struggled with creating social media content for our clients in spreadsheets and PowerPoints and anything else. And we really, really hated it. It was super complicated to use spreadsheets for social media content. We were wasting lots and lots of time just to create this spreadsheet and then send this document to the clients and then get feedback and then back and forth emails to iterate on the feedback. So we just started looking for different solutions, uh, and it was Xenia, uh, my co-founder. She had an agency before, and she started really different solutions. She started looking for mocking up posts in Photoshop or faking Facebook fake pages or uh, doing different sorts of lots of stuff in order to fix this own problem. Uh, but nothing really worked, so we just ended up combining as a team and working on a solution to solve specifically a problem that we personally had. And then this is how Planable was born. 
Nice, man. And what's really cool is there's no more clunky spreadsheets. You can uh, collaborate back and forth uh, uh, and uh, embrace team productivity and with one space to collaborate on all our social contents. You can bring your mock-ups to life, customize your posts, and view them as though they're alive. That's really interesting because one of the problems that I've always had as an agency uh, or my set my own posts is sometimes I'll be using some probably uh, competitor products of yours because uh, I you know I'm just getting aware of you guys but um, uh, I'll post and like you know the picture won't come out the other side or the video comes out jiggity or something and and you know you know I'll do some beautiful whatever and it just gets munched going out the other side and it doesn't appear well on Twitter and I'll, I'll end up having to delete it because I'm like oh man that that didn't come out the other side right or Sometimes I press send too fast <laughs> and I guess it doesn't load the thing in and stuff. So this is great. You can bring your mock-ups life. You know how they're going to come out the other end. There's no need to create test pages or rely on the imagination anymore. And uh, exactly. yeah. you've got all your favorite formats as your fingertips. You can create text, video, GIF, link, photo, album, carousel. Wow. All sorts of great stuff and be able to post that out. Yeah, exactly. That's a wonderful point that you made because Really what sets Planable apart from all the other social media platforms is that we are helping you to preview the content exactly 100% pixel perfect experience, how it would look like. And it doesn't work only for social media posts. We recently also introduced Instagram stories. So you can also collaborate on the Insta stories before publishing any. And we will also soon introduce Facebook ads. So you will be able to preview not only Facebook organic content, but also Facebook ads before publishing any of them. That is awesome. And uh, I'm looking at your website. This is really cool. Content creation on steroids. Uh, you can use emojis, active hashtags, page tags, and Jiffy integration. Uh, duplicate and sync posts. You can create contact for multiple pages at once. Adopt your posts to the intended channel separately. And drag and drop media. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, I get tired of that whole upload. <laughs> like I said. Yeah, I'm, and, uh, yeah that, that, that's great that we mentioned this because we... Uh, we are, one of my colleagues is currently working on a media library. So we will soon be able to upload files from Google Drive and also Dropbox. So it will be a lot easier to do this. And you can program and schedule with timetables, the posts that you want to take and do. Basically build your strategy out, how you want to launch it, how you want it to hit social media. Uh, this is really nice. You guys have a visual calendar of of the posts. So I'm just not seeing, well, it's going to post something. Like, I think there's somebody that I use where, it shows the schedule it's going to post, but I'm like, what, what, what was that? What was that where you're posting at 12 o'clock? <laughs> but this is really cool. You guys have a calendar that shows the post as it is uh, with the picture and everything. So I can, I can see the whole way this, this thing's going to lay out and uh, uh, execute. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, exactly. It's one of, um, and besides, so you can view, you can actually view the content in multiple ways. Uh, there is the calendar view, one of the most powerful parts of Planable and also the most used views in Planable, but you can also see it in the feed view. So this is exactly like you would scroll Facebook. This is exactly the same feed interface of a page. So you can see all of your content one by one. And we also recently introduced grid view. So you are able to plan your Instagram grid in advance and also drag and drop the content in the grid view to plan how you would want your grid view to look like before publishing any content. 
Awesome sauce. And uh, this is really cool, too. You can keep your clients and your team on the same page. You can invite the people to come to the workspace from all sorts of different outlets, your workspace owner, writer, contributor, administrator, approver, uh, which would be your client usually. And uh, the clients don't have to sign up. I used to hate that with uh, some of the com- competitor stuff that I used to do, especially back in the day. You'd have to like tell your client, hey, man, you, you got to go make an account at uh, XYZ. And, uh, you know, and they, they're just like, how do I make an account? Uh, and you're just like, oh, man, you have to walk them through the phone how to make an account on the thing and then how to pair them up. And it was always a, just ugh, for years. Yeah, and, I feel the pain. and uh, I love this. So you there's no sign up needed for client. You can share an email invite and approval a click away. And uh, you have your whole team. Looks like you assign different uh, levels of administration to them. So uh, if you're if you're assigning different, I see different titles here. Like I said, contributor, writer, approver, administrator. I guess there's certain people that would be able to to have the authorization to publish, and certain people that wouldn't. So is that correct? Do you guys have that? Sort exactly. Of yeah. Because you because you for example, you can invite your client as an approver. And the approver can only approve the content and leave comments. And this is the beauty of it because the client will not be able to edit your content or schedule it or administrate the workspace or invite other people and so on. Because only if you give the access to the client to these permissions, they will be able to do that. I really, really like that because I'm a big believer in plausible deniability. I like being able to say, well, you approved it. You you know, you approved it, man. Hey, exactly. on you. Yeah. and here's yeah. here's what you approve so uh don't come to me when uh you know you're on the new york times front page that uh i don't know you know putting out some content that's highly offensive uh and of course usually you wouldn't you know, have that go through but there but there are times where sometimes content backfires and you don't see something and and uh uh, you know, and, and, and then the client's pissed and, you know, but I love plausible deniability. Um, I'm really big on that because number one, I don't like getting sued. I have been sued in like, I don't know, a lot of years since I think 10 or 15 years since we owned other companies, but, uh, I don't want to be sued. So there's that. And I don't, yeah, I, don't yeah. I don't want that, to end up on the front really page fair. of the New yeah. York times and, and trending on Twitter as to like, you can't believe what these guys did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And also, the, this is why this is why we also have another feature built in specifically for cases like this. For example, when the client will say, "I never approved it" or anything else, because this might happen when the client approves the content and then unapproves it. Because we also have an activity log, so basically you have mm-hmm. all the activities uh, tracked in in the for each and every post. So you can basically see what person approved it and when this happened and also what are the other previous versions of the content that you can simply restore. So we try to build planable with transparency in mind. You should, you should have this at our, at a, at the American white house. Cause we seem to have a problem with people put outputting content. That's horribly misspelled or yeah. Kofefi or Kofefi or whatever. That's, that's like a running joke going on with uh, one of the tweets you put out. But this is definitely something for a lot of brands because uh, in in today's world, I mean, you can really muck stuff up and sometimes it's very unintended. I mean, you don't have to publish uh, something that's highly offensive. Uh, although there's, there's still, it seems like there's still brands that trip that baby up. 
But uh, sometimes you can put stuff out. I mean, you know, Nike recently got into issues with uh, uh, a set of shoes and things they were publishing. Uh, there always seems to be brands these days that can, they, you know, they just, you, you know, a lot of people were sitting around going, uh, did Nike pass this through multiple approvals or what? Um, how did this get this far, you know, through marketing? Um, and, uh, you know, having a, having a thing like this, I mean, it sounds like you guys had a lot of frustrations with an agent as an agency, uh, early on, you know, trying to do these things and you, and you guys went through and fixed uh, a lot of your, a lot of the issues you have with other competitors and crossed the T's dotted the I's and, and built a better mousetrap, if you will. Yeah, definitely. We tried to build Planable for agencies like us, agile small, the ones that want to constantly improve in the content, the ones that con- that want to have a complete control of the content, uh, have transparency on all of their processes, and just create better content. This is something that we wanted from the very first day. This is pretty interesting. You can keep your feedback in context. So whatever people, whatever the team is talking about, say about a post, they're all inputting on it. Like I'm seeing here on your website at planable.io, uh, that, uh, people can make their notes. Like, I love it. Uh, uh, here's some other place photos we could use, which one, you know, there's a whole record of collaboration and, uh, eliminate team miscommunications with clear feedback. You can add attachments to comments. You can resolve comments. Once the feedback is implemented, reply to specific comments and collaborate in real time. That's pretty cool. Yeah, approvals made you. easy yeah. with one click approvals and it even tags the picture. It says this is approved. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Cause then if I get screened up by a client, I can be like, you see this right here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even exactly. says, it even says, it even shows a picture of the client. It says client approved this post a minute ago. So uh, there you go. That's awesome. Publish now or schedule for later. Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. I love that. Of course, that covers all the pretty much what anybody needs to have these days and everything else. Uh, keep your brands and project organized. And uh, it's got labels, filters, notifications, customer support. Uh, I love how you guys have fantastic customer support. Uh, some of the different competitors that I've used over the years, uh, good luck getting a hold of them. Uh, security and version history. That's really nice too. You got a working version history. So you can always go back and find out who went wrong and then you can fire them. <laughs> Hopefully not, but yeah, you can. There's <laughs> those times. Uh, in fact, I, I had an encounter with uh, uh, a brand that has a um, out-of-control political social media manager who's off trolling people, um, oh and and it, and it got connected to his brand over the weekend, uh, and it reminded me a lot of that uh, gal who flew to South Africa she posted something and then 12 hours later she woke up to trending on the internet and they were just yeah. killing her and she ended up losing her job and, and becoming uh, kind of exiled for a while. I'm not even sure she's ever made it back, but uh, yeah, anytime I see something like that, I just go, Oh my gosh, wow. That's really happening. I, you would think that somebody would have a non-disparage uh, uh, 
agreement or, or employment in their contract. I certainly would have a non-disparage uh, sort of thing or, or something that would embarrass the brand, et cetera, et cetera. So on your guys' website at plantable.io, you can check out the features. Uh, there's a starter package uh, that's priced really nice, around $39 a month. That's for one workspace. That's up to three years users, so that's really cool. Um, and then uh, you jump to the premium at $99 a month. That gives you five workspaces. Uh, seven users and self-service, uh, customer service, I guess. Is that, uh, when you say self-service, yeah, exactly. is that customer service-wise? And then Enterprise, which is your big package, uh, looks like that's a custom pricing thing. You get custom workspaces, custom users, onboarding, real-time support, unlimited pages, and posts. Uh, so I love this because there's a lot of, there's a lot of probably some people that compete with you in the marketplace that even I won't afford. I mean, I can't afford it, but I won't pay for it because I'm just like, that's eh, a whole lot of money. I'm, I'm not that agency. And maybe they are just targeting that agency. You guys also offer a 14 days free trial. So folks, if you want, check this baby out. Check the 14 day free trial cruise around at planable.io. And uh, I love how the $39 price, that's that's a nice price point. If you're a small agency, you're just one or a few people, um, that's a nice entry spot. And then you can catch the drug and build your agency and move up through the pricing. Definitely, yeah. And by workspace, we also define a client. So basically, if you are an agency, then uh, one workspace is one client. But if you have different brands, for example, you can have uh, there might be, for example, Coca-Cola US and then Coca-Cola Brazil and then Coca-Cola South Africa. You would also create three different workspaces to keep all of these three teams separate in three different workspaces. That's awesome. So workspace, basically, what is a workspace? Find out what is a workspace, how to change between them and operate. Uh and uh, it's a collaborative place for your brand social media content where you can create, review, collaborate, publish posts, and everything in the flow. Uh, that's pretty awesome. So if you have three clients, that's three workspaces. So we need to look at the exactly. Yeah, I really like this product. I'm going to be testing this out. I'll be signing up today to get a chance to do it. Awesome. I usually sign up early on clients' uh, things when they show up on uh, our uh, podcast, but. Uh, um, uh, I didn't get a chance because we've been busy moving and stuff and setting up the new studio. Uh, so we'll be checking that out. We, do we also want to plug your book, Marketing Teams of the Future? Definitely, yeah. So I recently published my book uh, two months ago, actually. Uh, I published my book called Marketing Teams of the Future. And it explores the marketing industry from the very beginning. Like I really start in, I don't know, like, the homo sapiens when we started and how the marketing started and then going through different stages of marketing, how this evolved, especially in the past uh, 50 to 80 years. Um, and then the second chapter is mostly about the present, like marketing teams, a marketing team in the present right now. What are we doing to create better content? How are the teams created? How, what are we, our processes, workflows? How are we collaborating on the content? What tools are we using? And then in the third, um, in the third chapter, I'm going to, I'm speaking more about the future. What I believe marketing teams should do in order to prepare better for the future. Nice. So you can future proof your team. The book navigates content marketing's journey from early beginnings and dives into a profound analysis of today's industry. Uh, you can also, there's a newsletter that you can get for free as well to, uh, complement the book. Definitely. Yeah. 
Awesome sauce. And uh, and you've got a lot of different contributors to it. My friend Robert Scoble is also on there as well. You can find it on Product Hunt. You guys got upvoted 549 times, and it was the number four product of the day in April 25th, 2019. That's really good, man. If you can hit number, if you hit the top 10 on Product Hunt, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, that's a great experience. And also, we got lots of positive feedback from the Product Hunt community because there are also lots of other marketers that are really struggling to create better content and collaborate with all of this abundance of tools and all of this abundance of information when you're just trying to keep track of all the files and everything that you do when creating content. And this is why, this is why in order to create this book, I wanted to speak with lots and lots of experts from different companies, different backgrounds, people that were in the marketing industry for the past 40 years and others that were just for five years in order to understand like different perspectives and different people. This is why there are contributors like people from Drift or Martech Advisor or Impact or G2 Crowd and many, many more. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. And I love how it's free too. So you can get it for free. You can download it. Uh, and, uh, and Product Hunt is the place they can go for it. They can search for marketing teams of the future. Where else can they get the book? Well, they can get booked directly on the website or just hit me up on the email of Vlad at Flannabalayo. I will send you personally the document. And also, you can ask me any questions that you want. Awesome sauce. So you're completely accessible. We love that as a CEO because you can do all that. Uh, anything more we need to know about what you guys are doing there at Planable.io or on the book? Yeah, so at Planable.io, we are... Speaking a lot of, about the collaboration industry and how we really believe that this the, the marketing landscape is currently changing, because we started analyzing what happened in the marketing industry over the past 30 years, and we discovered that it went through several stages. Like first, there was there were these tools of WCVIG, what you see is what you get. You were creating just you were creating your marketing content in just Microsoft Word in order to attach all the images and all the files and all the videos and everything that you do in order to create like your your page on on the web. But then everything in the marketing just went through through the cloud. You you saw how Salesforce appeared. You saw Adobe introducing uh, Adobe Cloud, Dropbox, the Google Drive, and many other companies also introduced the cloud. So because of that, marketers had the chance to actually collaborate on all of your content more efficiently and start wasting less time on exchanging the files and exchanging the information between them. And then there was the part that is creating right now. This is the collaboration part. So you see right now that 10 or 15 years ago, there were only a couple of blogs, only a couple of websites on the web where people were exchanging ideas and everything else, but communities really, really started growing. We see this with Facebook groups, we see this with Quora communities, forums, uh, Reddit, and everything else that is currently on the web. And marketers are also creating a lot more content with all of these different formats, like websites, landing pages, infographics, video, video blogs, podcasts, and newsletters, and WhatsApp newsletters, and God, you can even get confused of everything that you do in terms of marketing collateral at the moment. And you might be pretty lucky if you still manage to 
keep yourself sane and not get mad of everything on this. And this is why we believe that collaboration is the key in terms of managing your content. Because right now with all these materials and all these media files that you are collaborating and so many stakeholders, both internal, like the people that you are collaborating from your team and also external stakeholders like uh, freelancers, for example, or uh, video production teams or sound production teams and everyone else, it's super, super easy to get lost and lose all the tracks of the feedback and then creating the content. And this is why I believe that it's really, really important to use collaboration platforms like Planable or Envision App or Slack or Zoom in order to stay on the same page and make sure that no misunderstandings can happen. And that's really important because a lot of teams now are international. I mean, I know a lot of marketing agencies where, you know, one guy's in, like, for example, with you, Romania, another guy's in Japan, another guy's in America, Um, you know, and and so, you know, these teams are spread out. People are uh, working from, uh, like, home offices like myself. And um, and then, of course, like you say, you have freelancers, you have different contributors. Uh, I'm a consultant, so I consult with a lot of different brands and clients and, and help them with their stuff. But usually their teams are doing their thing. And I just come in and go, oh, I should do that or that or whatever. Let's take a look at what's going on. Uh, that or sometimes their teams uh, aren't up to par uh, on what they're doing. So I'm helping babysit. Um, <clears throat> that's a horrible thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> it depends on the client, you know, it's just, it's just some people are new and they're setting up and, and, and they're being taught and we're doing some education programs with our consulting, but I, I love this. This is really beautiful. I love how you've thought through all the different holes of, of some of your competitors and different people that, uh, have built stuff. And I, I can see a whole yeah. lot better way to go through this, especially from my background as an agency, I'm going to be testing it out, playing with it today. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love the way it puts together everything with the timetable. I love the way it shows me what the post is going to be. I love how I get a preview of the post before it goes out because I can really muck stuff up with Instagram. Uh, Instagram and I don't get along. And then sometimes video or pictures with me or, you know, I, one of my big things is too is I'll publish something and I'll think, oh, okay, everything's right. And I'll forget the hashtag. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah. And and sometimes it gets lost when you look at the timetables, schedules, and calendars. You're like, what was that post again? What do we put in there? And you're like, oh, yeah, we forgot to put that in there. Oh, that went out. And then, you know, you got to delete it, and people are going, what's going on with you, man? Uh, so that's really yeah, awesome. Yeah, and you also and you also want to build this digital story because you also want to make sense between these this tons of social pages that you have because you want to create something interesting for your Instagram audience, but also something interesting for your Twitter and Facebook audience. And you try to keep them engaged and you try to create these different formats for them, like images or just short, short tweets or just links. And yeah, it's super important to make sure that you can actually see the content. All right, folks, we'll check it out. You can go to planable.io and there's a 14 day trial. So be sure to check that out. Uh, free is always good. You can get the book from Vlad, Marketing Teams of the Future as well. So you can be sure to check that out. You can read a lot of different contributors that contribute to that book and made it awesome. In fact, I'm going to order one up, a uh, copy here. So uh, if you want, you, I think you have my email, Vlad. So maybe we can just get one, but uh, we'll take a look at it and all that good stuff. Anything uh, in parting you want to throw in here, Vlad? Um, hmm. uh, that, that's a great idea. I was wondering, actually, what's your what's what's a brand that you admire on social media? 
Um, that's a good question. I, I do like Starbucks, although Starbucks does tend to step in it. They recently got into trouble with, uh, I think, uh, asking some uh, uh, police officers to leave their thing. And, you know, they're, they're kind of oh. subject to, uh, you know, sometimes crazy baristas uh, that are working. Yeah, yeah. You know, they got like 50 million employees. Anything go wrong at that point. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's not really a social media faux pas. But I've always liked Starbucks. I don't know why. Uh, I think they handle things really well. Um I, I have a lot of respect for Starbucks. I mean, I like coffee, so I might be I might be a little biased there. Yeah, definitely it makes sense. One of my favorite uh, brands on social media is, especially for marketers uh, in the SaaS industry, uh, this is Drift. Uh, mm-hmm. Drift, uh, one of the co-founders, also is the is a contributor in the book, and I really love what we do on social media, and would highly recommend uh, following them on social media. Just because we are super active, tons of new stuff, tons of uh, interactive uh, media content, landing pages, different uh, different conversion campaigns, and like super super awesome stuff, and lots of great examples that I would really recommend folks to 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 check out. And it's Drift. Yeah, Drift exactly. Drift.com. Drift.com. So check that out. Check out their social media channels. See what they're doing. Because if you're like me, uh, as an agency, you like to see what your competitors are doing. You like to see what's rocking and rolling because you want to copy them. <laughs> Creative yeah. swiping, as they used to call it. I believe Tom Peters uh, published that term uh, off of somebody else who gave it to him. But uh, creative swiping, you're not really stealing ideas. You're taking them and making them better. Kind of like Steve Jobs, you know, he found the mouse at IBM, worked on a secret lab, and he went, that's a great idea. I'm going to run with that, baby. And he did. And uh, the rest is history. So there you go. Well, Vlad, thanks for being on the show. We certainly appreciate it. It's been great to get a chance to know you. You're going to, I got to tell you, as somebody who started as 18 as an entrepreneur and you having that wonderful, curious uh, outlook on life, that's going to be one of the things that's really going to change you and make you super successful as an entrepreneur. Uh, that's the reason I've, I've been on adventures all my life. I'm always curious about stuff. Uh, this is one of the reasons I have a podcast because I'm curious about people like you that come on the podcast. I'm curious about what makes them tick, where, how they got to where they are, why they chose the path they did in life. Um, it, it's interesting to me. Oh, the world is just, 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 just this client, this giant flavorful catalog of different tastes and and uh, lifestyles and, and journeys that people go on and and of course it's it's not about the destination it's about the journey so that's always fun as well definitely yeah i was i was always saying that this is this is any entrepreneurial experience has to come with lots of patience because i really believe that patience is also one of the key parts of it it's about the journey. That was the hardest thing for me to learn in my life. And even in my entrepreneurial years, uh, with having a lot of ADD, you know, I started, uh, we, we started a lot of different companies before you finally hit the one that, uh, that went, you know, that, that hit the one that went rock star. Uh, and once we did that a year and a half later, I was bored and I started another company cause I was just, I was just, I mean, we were still building another company, but I was so curious and so interested. And so, you know, like, I, I'm like, well, I want to do this too. <laughs> so I started another company and then we started another company and uh, we had three core companies at one point, And then we started a whole mess of other corporation. We were trying to get into probably a little too much for us after three companies, but uh, that curiosity is really good. 
and being bored and, and trying to always make things better. That's going to, uh, that's going to do really well for you. And anyone in my audience is hearing that as an entrepreneur, utilize those tools. Curiosity is one of the most important things. In fact, we used to, uh, offer loans to, uh, troubled entrepreneurs, usually to see what they had. And if they had any assets, we could seize or not seize, but uh, white knight, if you will, same thing. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, what we do is, uh, uh, we'd look at their business plans, what they were doing wrong. And nine times out of 10, uh, and people always ask me, why do entrepreneurs fail? Uh, nine times out of 10, what I would see with entrepreneurs that failed is they would launch their business with a marketing plan or not a marketing plan, but a business plan. And they'd be like, this is the way we're going to do business. And they would run that damn marketing plan right into the ground for a year or two years, burn through all their money. And about the only time they would get curious about, well, maybe we should change this marketing plan was right before bankruptcy. And that's usually when they'd be calling us for a loan and we'd be looking them over going, um, well, tell you what, we'll give you some money. You hit the road. We'll fix your business, but you're the problem. <laughs> you need to go back to McDonald's and flip some burgers, buddy, because that's what your thing is. And so uh, having that curiosity is really important because you can change your business model as you go. You can see what's not working. You can be curious about what can work better. Uh, curiosity, uh, just, just a huge thing when it comes to being an entrepreneur. And I think that's going to make you successful in everything else you're doing, bud. You're doing a great job. Awesome sauce. Um, Thank you. Keep in mind, though, man, once you get hooked on this drug, it doesn't come off. So uh, you're probably going to have to be an entrepreneur for the rest of your life. I've tried working for other people over time or investors and stuff. It can be challenging if you're if you're not the boss. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, I'm usually the CEO, but usually there's investors or a board you have to answer to. And once you go corporate, it's like, <laughs> you should lose yeah, your yeah. mind. Like, yeah, I want to go back and just run my own company. But uh, anyway, man, it was wonderful to meet you, Vlad. Be sure to check out his book, Marketing Teams of the Future. Go to Planable.io. Check out the 14-day trial so you can try that baby out before you have to spend any money and uh, all that good stuff and away you go um in parting today thanks for tuning in the show guys we certainly appreciate you guys if you notice a sound difference in the show and hopefully an improvement uh we are using some new mics we're testing this out on our review product it's from mxlmics.com we're using a new boom that they sent us and uh, a new mic and they've got vps visual podcasting bundles it's really cool they even have like a thing that goes in our computer that convert the car toy to a usb thing uh which is really interesting so be sure to check that out you can go to mxlmics.com and they won 2018 best of show at radio world anyway you'll see those reviews on the chris voss show and they sent us a whole mess of other stuff that we'll be reviewing as well thanks for tuning in to my audience thanks for glad for being here and we'll see you guys next time <laughs>